Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the moment of the year. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're getting football back. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And I'm not talking about quarterback competitions. I'm talking about the freaking New York Jets having a curse hanging over. They're starting quarterback with a non-contact injury. Today's guests, NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero, three-time Super Bowl champion Julian Edelman, plus the Fire Pit Collective golf writer Alan Shipna. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Sirius XM Channel 85. Pleased to be here with you. Also on this Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network affiliate, Coast to Coast on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Also through Cumulus, you can get us uh, anytime you want. So we're thrilled to say hello to our podcast listeners, those who are streaming us on Odyssey every single day through the Odyssey app, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for everything that you're going to miss over the next three hours. Christopher Brockman, good to see you over there. How What's are up, you? Rich, man? Good to be here. Buddy. And DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts back in the chair after missing. Uh, he's going to be he's going to be really fresh today after not being here yeah, for hour three. <laughs> tomorrow uh, will be the same. Though. Are you here for Relief? all three hours today? Though? Today, all three tomorrow. Relief pitcher comes in. I need to I write this stuff serious. down. I need to write this stuff I, I, I down. I took my contract. I only pitched seven innings. <laughs> TJ Jefferson, light the candle. How are you, sir? I'm, good to see you. I'm fantastic. I'm like good. Del Tufo's work good. schedule. Very, right. uh, very good. You know? Wow. Very good. I'm, I'm excited, folks. I'm excited, folks. We've got ourselves a big-time in-studio guest coming up in hour number two. Julian Edelman is here, a Super Bowl Joel's kid. most valuable player. Yeah. And um, also, uh, this is rare for me to say um, uh, on this program. Super handsome. Uh, no, uh, uh, <laughs> doubling the number of Jews on the set. Um, so he'll be here. <laughs> Has he signed the greatest Jews in sports book that we have here? No, he uh, hasn't. Is, I, I mean, he once described himself as Jew-ish. That's because, you know, I just don't know how much time and shul he spends. I don't know, you know what that means. Synagogue. Okay. How uh, much time he spends uh, praying. Okay. Uh, but uh, at any rate, Julian Edelman will be here. Right. Just, oh, it'll be great. Is that why you're wearing your Mac to the Future t-shirt, Chris? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm getting a lot of heat because, yes, I did call Mac Jones a minivan last year. But, like, minivans... After you drafted him. Yeah, after, after we drafted, drafted him. Like, right. minivans can still be cool and functional and, like, you know So what I mean? if Mac to the... Still if, down with Mac Jones. If, if we're talking about Mac to the Future, does that mean um, 
uh, Patricia and Judge are the terrorists that come in the very beginning. Yeah, yes. And yes. you need to get in the DeLorean to go back to the future and tell, uh, yes. go back to the, to the, un- tell Bill to, to the like dance put, and tell Bill, yeah. Put the vest on afterward. Yeah, yeah, right, no, right. No, t- no, tell him to, you know, keep McDaniels, right? Is right. that how it's going to work? Right. Keep, keep McDaniels. McDaniels just, because right now, the 2022 Patriots playoff picture, it's beginning to, to it's disappear. Like fading. It's, it's fading. Like picture. It's yeah, fading. Yeah, yeah. Marty, they found me. Who? The That's Libyans. true. <laughs> That's I, 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 I like living in a world where Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are the Libyan terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're talking about. <laughs> what just happened? That's all you've been talking about him <laughs> well, lately? I remember I watched that on Telemundo once and it was like, Los Libyans, and I just thought that was the... Yeah, exactly. Dude, you watch yeah, but... Back to the Future in, in uh, Spanish? It, it was just like, it was on, I watched a couple minutes of it, and that was the part that was on. Do they have an EAP button on Telemundo? <laughs> For people like TJ who love Back to the Future and don't understand Spanish? Uh, who said I didn't understand Spanish? Yeah, the EAP button. All right. I took a few courses. All right. Listen, let me tell you how I'm spending my time these days. I like letting you into my world, okay? Um, it's a nice black shirt you got on there. Uh, it's actually, it's oh, dark, dark blue. blue. Yeah, it's navy blue. It looks good. And, I mean, I like it. It's a good cut on and I've got, uh, I've Is got, that custom I've got, made? I've got one button unbuttoned uh, more than usual. And, and uh, Chris, you know, I know people uh, make mention of that. So say hello to them. I like it. Is that custom, me. by the way? What do you mean custom? I mean, did you have a no, custom? No, no, it's off the rack. No, it's not. It bro. Oh, come on. What are you talking <laughs> about? On. Like I buy shirts and all right, stop it. <laughs> Let me tell you how I'm all living my life these I can days see right that. now. Okay, uh, Susan, the kids still out east. Oh, oh that's right. Still out east. So how come we haven't been crib? called over to party? I mean, come on. I'm right now. I'm Han right now. Wow. I'm Han Solo right now. <laughs> and so I got a lot of time to think. Got a lot of time to think. Got a lot. No, I'm going to go golfing later on today. Oh, thanks. El Tufo bring edibles. So, whoa. Jesus. Called Zidi? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? <laughs> so, like, you know uh, how he's talking What's happening here? I have no idea. I love my, it, my life's already off its axis because my children and my wife are not around. Oh, it's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't. So I spent a lot of time thinking, uh, and I spent a lot of time thinking uh, about what I'm going to talk about on this program. And um, certainly, I've got the National Football League on the brain. I like it. Why not? Right? Why not? I'm uh, getting ready for uh, season 20 of NFL Network's coverage of the National Football League. That's and great. I'm getting ready to talk about it every single day on this program. For This is our, what, our eighth NFL season? Rich, this is uh, year nine. Ninth NFL season. Ninth NFL year season. Year eight of the show. That's right, year yeah. eight of our show, yeah. Um, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to talk myself into something new, Chris. Something new. TJ, I'm trying to talk myself into something I haven't talked about on this program, certainly in this division that everybody has been talking about. I've been okay. very Raiders-centric. Yes, you have. I am going to choose the Raiders to win the AFC West. Big time, I'm big going time. to do that. I don't think okay. you have a choice at this Well, point. I know. I have talked myself into that. I've talked myself uh, silver and black in the face. Backed yourself into I mean, uh, right? I'm, I've done that, right? <laughs> I'm silver and black and blue in the face. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the autumn wind, and uh, I'm hoping for Raider fans, the winter wind is a pirate as well. Because uh, I've been blowing that summer wind quite a bit uh, about the Raiders being good. So, um, here's what I'm thinking. Everybody's thinking the Kansas City Chiefs are less than, and clearly you could accuse me of being one of them by saying the Raiders are going to win the division. But I'm beginning to talk myself into something about this Chiefs team. 
I know you just raised your hand, Chris, saying you think the Chiefs are I think less they're than. they're a little less than this year, yeah. I'm looking at this offense, and I'm just remembering when Calvin Johnson retired. Oh, I see where you're going. Calvin Johnson retired, and Marshall Falk, mm-hmm. easily the smartest football person I've ever met, with all due respect to every other football person I've met. Um, he said uh, on game day morning, and then sat in this chair, I believe, as well, saying that when Calvin Johnson, after he retired, that the offense for the Lions is going to be better and more efficient. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? That's Megatron. And it's just a quarterback doesn't feel the need to always look in the same spot first. It makes an offense that much more predictable, even though clearly Stafford to Megatron, hard to stop. But if everybody kind of knows your first option, it makes you more predictable as an offense. It also makes you more um, one note when you're going against the defense. Now, obviously, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are have been on this team together for a while. And that's why you always refer to Kelsey as one of the best pass catchers in the league. You can't say he's just a tight end. But Tyreek Hill leaving has caused everybody here to think that the Chiefs offense is going to be less than. And I'm beginning to talk myself into the exact opposite. Now, usually you don't take cheese in the preseason. But (laughs) Mahomes... It's August 16th. Mahomes played one series. Six for seven. Six different receivers. I watched it. (laughs) And none of them were Juju Smith-Schuster. And... After the game, Mahomes was asked about that. And Mahomes basically said, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'll give you the exact quote, I think it's going to be a lot like that this year. It's going to come from everywhere. You saw kind of six different receivers. Juju didn't even get a catch. That is correct. Six of seven for 70 yards and a score. Six of his completions landed with different receivers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the only player targeted twice. Yeah, he's on this team, folks. So, oh, MVS, what, he's no Tyreek Hill. True. But if MVS leaving is one of the reasons why we're also looking at the Packers saying they're less than, why can't we look at MVS being on the Chiefs and saying they're more than with him? Mm-hmm. Right? Did you know, as well, with Juju Smith-Schuster being there in a bounce-back season, I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Mecole Hardman is the only... Number one, I guess a, a starting wide receiver that's back with the team from last year. Did you know on this team after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and the running back depth chart? Did you know they have Jarek McKinnon as the second string running back? I did not know. Uh huh. Did you know they've got Ronald Jones as the third string running back? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. And then there's a kid named Isaiah Pacheco. God bless you. I'm, I, I don't know if we're going to call him the. The, the you know the fight doctor but um Ferdy's grandson he's a kid from Rutgers I watched him play in the Big Ten 
And I have gotten word from a little birdie in Kansas City to keep an eye out for him. (laughs) And followers of this program can pretty much guess who that little birdie is. And um, I'm just thinking with those guys and Mahomes and Kelsey and everybody thinking that they don't have anybody because one guy isn't there. And then I remember the draft, and I remember the combine, and I remember seeing Sky Moore out there. Remember I told you about him? Remember I told you about him after the combine and after the draft, and I was saying, sneaky great draft choices. Remember I came on and said, these people are perfect draft choices. I'm trying to find my notes here. Should have actually looked it up beforehand. But I've been a little busy lately. Um, And Sky Moore has the same build as Tyreek Hill. Same. And I remember looking at the combine and seeing him out there, and I thought, well, they're not. He's a perfect Kansas City Chief. I think I even said that to Daniel Jeremiah. But at the time, it was just, oh, Tyreek Hill's there, so they're not going to draft him. Yeah, Sky Moore is like 5'10", runs a 4'4". Yep, he's got two Ys in his name. Did you know Josh Gordon's sitting there, too? You know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Putting that out there. Okay. Low key sitting out there. I think the Chiefs' offense is going to be better. I said it. I'm talking myself into it. Better than? Better than the previous years, Ooh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because you don't know right now. That's what I'm saying, just to bring this kind of full circle. As I said at the top, you knew Mahomes would be looking for Hill and looking for Kelsey. And you could even bracket some coverage. You could do some things to kind of get Mahomes out of that rhythm. Now you have no idea where he's going. Do you? Do you know he's coming out of the backfield maybe to get some screens, to get some sort of a wheel route, to get some sort of a easy outlet for Mahomes, which is the they don't make the big play. Why don't you give it to Jarek McKinnon and let him do his work? This kid from Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco, Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Miko Hartman, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Elair, all with Patrick Mahomes at the controls. We just want to throw out some rankings for this Chiefs offense, as Got I it. said. They were third in yards last year, total uh-huh. yards. They were yep. number one in first downs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is fourth in passing yards and sixth in passing touchdowns. How about, how about they'll, they'll, they'll be the same numbers but yet more efficient? They were number one in point scores. Is there a stat for efficiency? Well, I mean, it's just passer. You know what doesn't show up in the stat? Passer rating. Second half AFC championship game. <laughs> okay. Doesn't okay. show up in the stats. Okay. Throwing it to Tyreek Hill on the goal line where Mahomes shouldn't have. Because you think he's... I'm just saying that previous now they're freeing up a little bit in that there is a more of an unpredictability to this offense now. And everybody's sleeping on it. That's what I'm sitting around thinking. Being Han Solo in the house. (laughs) (laughs) All by myself. So, uh, you know what? Later on, I'm going to add four more. I'll come up with the top five list of new things I'm talking oh, myself okay. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Previous ones that I was talking I like myself into, before, as I mentioned, yeah. Raiders winning the uh, division. Yep. 
Um, Rogers has no pressure on him. No pressure. I, that was before I knew he was taking psychotropic things, right? Okay. <laughs> um, Cowboys have taken a step back. How about this one? The 49ers are Trey Lance's team now. Yeah. Oh, man. And Baker Mayfield's played his last down for the Browns. Hey, guys, no, no, no. I'm just saying I don't have a crystal ball, in case you're wondering. <laughs> you have a magic eight ball. I do. But I, I, I've come up with new five, a new five, list of five things with a couple weeks to go of, of, of things I'm talking myself into. I mean, I love it. Uh, Tom Pelissero is going to be calling in, I believe, from an airport. I have no oh. idea where he's going. Oh, okay. I think he was at Bears camp yesterday, which is why he might have gotten wind that Roquan Smith has somebody being his stalking horse when he has no permission to seek a trade, apparently. Um, he was in Colts camp as well. We'll get some two cents from him. Why? Why? When, when are we going to find out what's up with Deshaun Watson? Um, Jimmy G, Panthers quarterback situation. So much a popping. Julian Edelman will be here in studio, and uh, we will all uh, read our Haftorah portion at that time. Can you translate, please? Uh, that's what you read when you're bar mitzvah. Yes, from the Torah. From the Torah. How do you know that? He's the DJ bar mitzvah. No, no, no. Italians are basically Jews, and Jews are basically Italians when you live in New York, New Jersey. Yes. Thank you. Interchangeable. Thank Can you. confirm. Yes. I mean, except um, for the whole Catholicism thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you really want to go deep <laughs> yeah, into yeah. it. Well, we got the Old Testament. Just, technically. Um, <laughs> and then hour three, Alan Shipnuck from the Fire Pit Collective, um, Greg Norman's favorite sports writer. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, join us because apparently the PGA Tour players are getting together. Tigers flying in to run the event, run run the show. To, to, I, I mean, his tweet that he popped up was yesterday. Like, yeah. Do we have it? I can read it. No, here it is. Oh, here I'm it is. hearing tomorrow's. Again, this is from yesterday. So today's PGA Tour player meeting regarding Liv is going to be a banger. Supposedly, everything is on the table from major championship boycotts. To Monahan's future to a larger compromise, and Tiger M.F. Woods, I don't believe that's his middle name, is expected to fly in to provide counsel, bully, cajole with a popcorn emoji there. So uh, I, we needed a few more meat on those 280 characters right there, and um, so Alan's going to join us. And then there's you at 844-204-RICH being the number down. What's on your brain? What are you talking yourself into Going into this NFL season, I'd love to hear from you on that front. Feeling you on the Rich Eisen Show. Next, Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Media Group. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. As we were going out the door yesterday, uh, noticed a tweet from my colleague Tom Pelissero uh, of the NFL Media Group about what's going on with Roquan Smith. Again, he wants a new contract, and the Bears aren't enriching him to his liking with the contract, and it looks like he's holding in now. But it also looks like, I guess, somebody's stalking the rest of the league to see if they'll trade for Roquan Smith because Tom Pelissero says the management council, the NFL sent a memo to clubs warning them that a person contacting clubs about trading for Roquan Smith isn't a certified agent and that any contact with a player under contract or his agent without direct written permission is tampering per source. And that is the first item up for bids on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line with the man himself, Tom Pelissero back here on the show. How are you, Tom? Well, first of all, Rich, before we get to Roquan, I have to say your candy opinions might be the most ridiculous opinions you've ever stated on this show. <laughs> I thought over Red Vines was bad enough, but Jelly Beans, number one candy. All the candy in the world, you're going to the stuff that you stick in a plastic egg on Easter. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Tom, not to get too deep here, I'm Jewish, so I, I don't, I, I've never really had what you were referring to, you know. So I guess Easter is my is my sweet tooth every day, but um, oh my gosh, um, I don't I don't know what to say, Tom. Wow. I, I really am interested in your information, but um, uh, I might have to hang so up wait, right now. I, so I don't know what to say. Jewish, you're Jewish, which means your parents probably picked up the leftover <laughs> jelly beans and the marshmallow <laughs> no. and all that stuff in like June when they're on the clearance shelves. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, my parents are always looking for clearance sale. They always did. Um, but okay, um, right. Well, let's place that aside then. Uh, you and I will just have to agree to disagree on that. Uh, what is happening with Roquan Smith? What what was that tweet about? And is somebody walking around the NFL saying, "Do you want to trade for Roquan?" And 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 uh, and they're not an agent of Roquan's. So here's the situation, Rich, and I talked to people within the league and with clubs who said they don't ever remember a memo like this ever coming from the league. There's a specific person who has been in the orbit of NFL players for some time and has assisted in a variety of different uh, contracts that have been done around the NFL, which, again, you know, there's different ways to look at the letter of the law here, but the NFLPA certifies agents. You have to go through a process. You have to pass a test. This person is not a certified agent, and they were calling around to clubs saying, I represent Roquan Smith. We're trying to get a deal done. We're trying to get a trade and a contract extension. Well, not only did clubs hear that, but agents got wind of it, and some agents uh, informed the union what was going on. So the union talked to the management council and had them send that memo saying, if, if it's a not certified agent, you're not allowed to talk to them, period. Like, that's just against the, the way that business works in the NFL. But the really interesting part then about the memo was the fact that this was once again a warning shot fired by the NFL about tampering. We know that they came down hard on the Dolphins because of tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. But in the course of that same memo about this specific person, it also pointed out you need to have direct written permission to discuss trades with a player or his agent. In other words, it's not good enough for the agent to tell you, hey, I've got permission, or to get a phone call from the club. No, they specifically need to write the permission, which is, again, something the competition committee has pushed here, which is this is a corrosive thing, as they put it in the memo, to the game, 
uh, you know, just tampering that goes on, even though we all know that there are certain areas, particularly uh, around free agency, where there's, you know, various levels of contact that may or may not be within the, uh, the letter or the spirit of the rules. But the league is really making this a point of emphasis here. And it's a clear message that, you know, Roquan Smith or anyone else, as you're trying to get deals done, you need to make sure that you have actual permission from the club. Because yeah. if you don't, that you're potentially facing serious consequences. Well, so, I mean, Roquan Smith's got to know that. So what, what? So, is there somebody like his friend or colleague or somebody with a, a, you know, a legal background that knows him? Just, you know, calling people up and saying, do you have Les Snead's number? Or just throwing out a name, obviously. But just, a, and, and just calling teams up and that word got out and it filtered up to 345 Park Avenue and they fired off a warning. I mean, is that correct? That is exactly it. And this is somebody again who's, and the person was was identified in in the um, in the memo. It's somebody who's you know been involved with a handful of other high profile player contracts through the years. So this was a known thing that had been going on. The unique part of this is it's a trade, and so teams were getting the calls from someone saying, "Yeah, I'm Roquan's agent." And then the teams are, you know, well, I didn't think Roquan had an agent. Right. What are you trying to do? Do you have permission to call me? No. Okay, well then, what do you? What's your plan? Here? It's, just, it's, a, it's a very different um, That's wild. type of situation, and, you know. And quite frankly, you know, Roquan's not in a position where he has a great deal of leverage because he's under contract for this season. He can be tagged a couple of times uh, by the Bears as well. And at some point, and I would anticipate Rich were coming up on this, maybe as soon as next week, that either they're going to get a deal done or the Bears are going to say, "Okay, enough of the hold in." you're now going to get on the practice field and you're going to play for us this season. Because as much as these hold-ins have become commonplace and teams kind of largely go along with them, you're not technically allowed to do that. Withholding your services also uh, violates the CBA, so they can start fining him at any time. My understanding is they've not done that yet, but that's kind of the, the next step if he doesn't practice. But for Roquan also, again, because of you know his relative lack of leverage here, when they say, hey, it's time to practice and play – his best move may just be to to go ahead and practice and play before you get into an entire other fight, knowing that ultimately you can't force their hands if trading you is not something they want to do. This is one of the best players in the game too, Tom, certainly at his position. And um, you just were at Bears camp. Um, Based on what I saw last week, the team is saying whenever it's brought up about what Roquan's thinking, well, you got to ask him. And then he's not available to be – ask questions of because the Bears policy is if you don't practice, you're not made available to the media. And so nobody can actually go up to the guy. And it's a wild situation. What was it like being around it? Well, from what I saw, I mean, I was there for two hours. I never saw Roquan. I was watching the, you know, the rehab group the entire time. He's generally, from what I understand, he's kind of come out there during practice and been, you know, standing around. He was at the preseason game. I think we saw that on TV the other day too. Um, you know, you know, in terms of the Bears, they're just kind of moving forward here. They're trying to get new schemes up and running, a new culture up and running with uh, Matt Eberflus there and the GM, Ryan Poles. You know, that defense still, um, you know, at least in the one practice I saw, and it's always dangerous, Rich, to, you know, to draw conclusions when you're there for one day because you don't know what the emphasis is and, you know, what it's looked like the rest of the time. But, you know, the defense was living in the backfield. Um, that offensive line, is they're still sorting that out, how they're going to protect Justin Fields. The receiver group right now, I mean, they've got a couple of guys who are not on the field because of injuries. Pringle's been out and uh, Bayless Jones has been out, but they were running yesterday 
besides Darnell Mooby, you know, their first uh, their first team receivers were Equinemius, St. Brown, and uh, Nasimba Webster. So, you know, you're not throwing to no offense to either of those guys, but you're not throwing to all pros out there. So, you know, it was a it was a battle for them. But you know, Justin was still on the field a good 20, 30 minutes after practice while I was talking to some folks out there, going through extra reps, throwing the ball to Mooney. Um, there's a lot to learn with Luke Getzey's offense. It's just, you know, you just wonder as you move forward here, does he have enough kind of you know firepower around him to draw a true evaluation off Justin Fields in 2022? Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's the latest on Zach Wilson? He's here in L.A. I'm thinking later of taking a boombox and standing outside his window like say anything. Um, you tell me how he's doing, Tom. I might be frowned upon at the hospital. They might be trying to focus in there, but uh, yeah, yeah the, the surgery's happening. I'm, I'm all. I don't even know where I am. I'm, I don't know what time zone I'm in, but it's happening right around now. That Jack right. Wilson uh, is getting the surgery. You know, he's got a. It's a different type of an injury because it's his, you know, lateral meniscus, and then a bone bruise on top of it. And we've seen bone bruises be, you know, really challenging because they're a little bit unpredictable. The Jets, after he suffered the injury, obviously they, it was a sigh of relief once they knew the ACL. Uh, was intact along with, uh, as far as they know, the rest of the ligaments. But you still have um, a meniscus surgery that could go a couple of ways here. They're hopeful it's going to be, you know, they say two to four weeks. Realistically, this type of surgery is at least four weeks. And so, you know, likelihood it's Joe Flacco September 11th against the Ravens regardless. But when you go in for meniscus trim, there's always the possibility you find additional damage, uh, whether it's the ligaments or more meniscus damage or a different type of meniscus damage that requires a repair which would be season-ending as well. So they're optimistic going into it here. Um, but, you know, it, it depends what Neil Elitrash finds uh, during the course of surgery to actually uh, determine exactly what the course of action is from him. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show. Seahawks-Steelers um, preseason game, fascinating because uh, you got two teams that are still to name their week one starter uh, at the quarterback position. Walk me through what that game sussed out for anybody seeking uh, a little bit more certainty for the Steelers and the Seahawks in that order, if you don't mind, at the quarterback spot, Tom. Well, with the Steelers, you know, they've had a legitimate three-way competition between uh, Trubisky and Pickett and Mason Rudolph. You know, the thinking going into this was that it was going to be um, Trubisky, that, you know, if they had to play a game now, he would be the guy. But obviously, Kenny Pickett's the first-round pick. And Mason Rudolph's been the one who's been the surprise uh, through the course of training camp. So I would fully anticipate, and based on when I talked to Mike Tomlin a couple of weeks ago at Steelers camp, I think they're going to take, you know, two, if not three preseason games um, to sort that out. And then with the Seahawks, you know, Geno Smith got the start in that game. But, you know, I was at Seahawks camp last week, and I, I would be – surprised, let's put it that way, if Drew Locke is not the starting quarterback mm. of the team. You know, Gino's the guy who's paid his dues. They love him in the locker room. He got a chance to play. He played pretty well um, last season when he got on the field. With Drew Locke, you know, there's just there's a little bit more upside. He's really focused on taking care of the football. He's got the athletic ability. He can get out and move. Um, you know, and he threw it really well the day I was there, too. So they're going to, you know, take their time on this one. I would think that, you know, potentially Locke would get the second start uh, or the start of the second preseason game here. But, um, yeah, it, it would be really surprising to me just kind of knowing the direction that they're going on a team. That, by the way, Rich, I think I think everybody is, you know, probably underestimating the Seahawks. You know, you look at every power rankings, they're like 28 to 32. They're down there at the bottom. They got a lot of speed at receiver. They got a lot of speed in the secondary and at linebacker. I don't, I don't anticipate that they're going to be a bottom feeder uh, this season at all. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're – 
uh, contending, you know, at least can make the playoffs just like every other year with Pete Carroll all the way into December and January. Mm, how about that from Tom Pelissero? So where does Jimmy G sit in on all of this with uh, everyone waiting to see if Watson's out for the full year and that might be a spot that the Browns would be interested in if Watson is out for the full year? Where does everything stand with uh, one James G right now? Well, you know, when I went through 49ers camp, everybody said he's throwing the ball really well. You know, he's zipping it around. It's just kind of, you know, he hasn't done any of the movement stuff that you do in the course of practice because he's just uh, throwing on the side right now. So he's got plenty of arm strength. It's just, you know, regaining that, making every throw to every area of the field. That's kind of the process that he's um, still going through here. You know, in terms of the Browns, we'll know when when there's a decision um, from Peter Harvey on the appeal. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You know, does Jimmy Garoppolo want to go into that situation and be the placeholder for Deshaun Watson? If it's a full year, maybe. But also, if it's a full year, you quite possibly are going to have a federal lawsuit filed that's going to go into the courts. And then, whether it's week one or week seven, at some point, Deshaun Watson might end up playing again, which just puts, you know, Jimmy in in kind of a weird spot. By the time that it gets time for Garoppolo to be traded, because my belief is that they will take this all the way down to, I think it's August 30th is the final cuts. They'll probably take it all the way down there just to see if there's an injury somewhere else in the league um, before they would you know, ultimately you know, likely cut Jimmy, assuming that Trey Lance is, is healthy. Um, you know, you'll have more information on the Watson front at that time. And you know, it, it really comes down to where is Jimmy going to go? You know, he's got a non-guaranteed salary, so somebody's going to have to pay him. He's not coming in, I would not anticipate, for the minimum anywhere. So who's willing to spend money on that position? Who wants to bring him in and continue kind of going along this process? Because he's still going to need to ramp up his throwing and actually get out there and practice football for the first time since he had that surgery um, back in March. It's, you know, it's just a unique situation based upon the fact that you've got this guy who's, you know, he's been to a Super Bowl, he's been to an NFC Championship game, he's won a lot, he's also had a lot of injuries, and he's coming off of a significant surgery. You know, what's the price point that makes sense on that? Um, for everybody involved, it makes sense to do what they're doing at this point. They couldn't train them before training camp, so take this all the way down for the next two weeks here. See what the lay of the land is. Maybe somebody's not happy with their quarterback options. That's always a possibility as well. Uh, I, something's going to happen, barring an injury to Trey Lance. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is um, a 49er two weeks from now, but they may well take this all the way to August 30th before making that decision because they can. Yeah, and, and if it takes all the way down to August 30th, boy, that would be really tough even if they do release him, let's just say they, they wind up releasing him and it's, you know, August 31st, right? I mean, would the Seahawks really twitch in that direction and pay him after maybe Drew Locke had a very good summer and and training camp session? I, I, I don't know if that's possible. And then, of course, we were we were talking about Carolina all that time for potentially Jimmy G, and then it's now – Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold there. And in the same way that it'll be tough to think how the Seahawks couldn't go with what wouldn't grow with Drew Locke after they traded Russell Wilson in part, got him back uh, in that trade. And they're taking on Drew Locke's former team in week one. It's the same thing with Baker Mayfield taking on his former team in week one. That seems like a no brainer to me right now, despite the, the talk of competition. Right, and, you know, the Panthers were never going to trade for Jimmy. Seattle was never going to trade for Jimmy. Hmm. So, you know, again, what's the price point at which it makes sense to uh, make a move? You know, Houston's another possibility, but the coaching staff loves mm. Davis Mills. They should. See what, what he's able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's a, 
it's a different type of a marketplace. But again, Rich, like we've seen things. I mean, Zach Wilson, your guy, got hurt a week ago. And we didn't think that, you know, the Jets were going to have this quarterback question going into the season. We've seen, you know, Teddy Bridgewater get hurt. Carson Wentz last year had that put. He ended up making it back for week one. But there's always several situations where you have some uncertainty that arises through the course of, of camp and the preseason. So let's see here. I don't think that Jimmy would want to go into a spot where, you know, it's a, hey, you're going to start three games while we wait for this guy to be ready. So then the question becomes, if he does get released on August 30th or shortly there, you know, shortly before that, does Jimmy sign immediately with wherever he goes? Or does he even wait a few weeks into the season to see maybe there's some other injury that happens and he's got a chance to start the entire season? Those are all moving parts here. And there's, you know, a lot of discussions going on behind the scenes as the 49ers, you know, try to figure out if they've got some place they can trade. Before I let you go, Tom Pelissero, open your, your notebook or what you're hearing. I'll give you an omnibus. What, what, are, you, what, what are people talking about <laughs> when, you, when your phone line burns up and everyone's like, everyone's all chatty Cathy and, 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 and you're, you're hearing what? Like, what, what's, what's the general tenor of the conversations? Every, every single person wants to know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson in the league just because it's such a precedent because there were so many people who were ticked off about the Browns doing that fully guaranteed contract. Um, you know, I don't think that anybody holds, you know, holds it against the people involved in that, but like there's plenty of people who are just kind of like, yeah, the Browns get what they deserve here. If he ends up being suspended a long time, because they thought that, you know, what the, the Browns did with rewriting the economic laws of the NFL with the contract to lure Deshaun Watson in um, was not what they should have done. So, I think there's a lot of curiosity about that. It's just precedent for future cases on personal conduct. Beyond that, it's just kind of we're just now getting to that time. You know, there was a trade yesterday with uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside being traded to the Seahawks uh, for uh, Udo Amadi. You know, it's those types of trades that are getting done right now. But you'll see a lot more of those kind of heating up here. Um, there's definitely more calls right now about, you know, those guys who maybe aren't going to make a roster. Do they pop up someplace else before the end of camp? And that's uh, – yeah, that's going to be a big part of the next couple of weeks as well. Tom Palacero, look for more of my calls. Always enjoy our chats. Very much so. Appreciated. You take care of yourself, Tom. You too, Rich. Safe travels. That's Tom Palacero, everybody, who's going to go get a, a bag of red vines in the airport that he's in. <laughs> Garoppolo's throwing. Looks great. Yep. Who's going to go get him? Why would you trade for him? You know they're in a spot that they're going to have to cut him. Yeah, you don't have to. The only problem is if you wait two, three weeks, how quickly does he learn your system? And then oh yeah, you're not going to you're not going to unless he's not going to be your week one starter unless he goes to a spot where they use the terminology or they use the same system or the the coach knows and what have you. Right. I mean, and and hey, Pete's about competing. Pete Carroll truly does mean when he says always compete. That you you compete, you've got a shot here. So he's going to hold a competition with the kid that they acquire in Denver, from Denver, and somebody who's wildly popular within their locker room, have them compete it out, and then pick up Jimmy Garoppolo six days before the season and say, you've got a shot now too? That just doesn't sound like something they would even sit around an office... And bat around is a possibility. It just doesn't, barring injury. I mean, just that there. So that's the one spot everybody, and I've been the one saying it like, hey, Locke and 
Geno aren't the answer. And we could sit there and say that after they don't draft somebody and they don't trade for anybody and they go through the doldrums of May and June without anybody. And we could sit there and say they're not the answer. But when you go into training camp and then you compete and you get into it and and people rally around or buy into and then all of a sudden you're just going to sign Jimmy G and say you're the one going against Russell Wilson in eight days, 11 days, or I guess it's the it's September 12th. So you're get up to speed, Jimmy. We now have a three quarterback race with no games in which to actually parse it out game action we're going to throw you out there on monday night football against russell wilson over a guy who filled in valiantly for russ last year when his finger looked like it looked and the guy that we traded for russ against his former team we're going with you jimmy that's a tall order man Or would you rather say Cleveland loses Watson for the year or 12 games or what have you and go there? And anybody who says you shouldn't do that, and they were also the ones to say, you know, Mayfield should have considered going back to Cleveland if that was what his only option was going to be because how else to prove that you're still a viable quarterback in the league, right? I mean... Right, that, Jimmy, that, Jimmy goes to Cleveland. That's, don't a, square. that's a one-year audition, essentially. Deshaun's out for the Where year. Where else would he go if uh, everybody's healthy? Well, there's no spots for him to start. He'd have to wait for an right. injury. Well, is there another snake-bitten team, annually snake-bitten team, whose quarterback can have a bone bruise even though they didn't have wow, a contact? Think about that. I would, the Lions will probably raise their hands. Come on, man. You have Joe Flacco. How about that? You have Joe Flacco. All right. I would take that bait and wind myself up. I know. But we have to go to break. I understand. And we've got not one, but two Bill Belichick press conference moments of the day. (laughs) Which kind of runs counter to the title of our new segment. That's coming up. Don't miss it. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. 
Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, along with Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 85. Um, So (laughs) we love this segment. We've always loved breaking down Bill Belichick press conferences. Uh, What was this, about two, three months ago? I have a feel... I feel like we have the need to timestamp it for people. Uh, about, about so, sometime right around the summer, we're like, you know, let's have a segment, sort of like uh, a la David Letterman, um, uh, the Bill Belichick press conference moment of the day. We'll dress it up with a, a nice little intro, nice little outro, and in between, uh, it's it's uh, the wonderfulness. Let's go with the long one because I think we're gonna. We had two choices today, uh, Hoskins. You want to do the short one first? All right. We'll do the short one first, and then we'll uh, we'll say we'll we'll do both here. Okay. Here we go. Because we're going to save one for Julian. But yeah. let's do it here. Uh, we were going to call in Omaha, but let's not do that. Here we go. Um, this is the the short version. Uh, the short version uh, of Bill ba- uh, Belichick's press conference moment of the day. Today's Bill Belichick press conference moment. Well, we prefer to win. <laughs> What are you hoping to accomplish the next couple of weeks? Improve our team. That's what we're out here for. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of question is that? Hey, what do we do? You know, what Bill, why, you just, dude, why don't you uh, expound? What do you want to do out here for the next couple of days? Bill, you, you're, 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 you like to expound. At least he didn't go super dark like Kyle Shanahan, right? We're hoping to. Yeah, I mean, we could all be dead. We could all, all be dead. dead. We could all be oh, dead yeah. today. Yeah, a meteor could hit us. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> At least Bill was positive. Looking to improve. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to get better every day. You know what? That's a half full uh, half approach. Full. That's a half full approach. You're yeah. right. I mean, all right. And so this was the uh, the other ver- the other uh, uh, <laughs> item that we could have chosen. We went the other one, but here you go. This is Bill. A number one quarterback is that just a silly thing that we do with depth charts, or is it going to be a matchup thing, or do you like having like the guy? For your defense. For our defense. <laughs> Sorry. I'm confused. Sorry. Yeah, I must have messed that question. We up. have a number one quarterback. Cor- Max, corner, our quarter. Corner. Sorry. Cornerback. Feel- yeah. Okay. Sorry. Do you feel like you need a number one cornerback? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you- <laughs> defensively, you have who you have, and you play with who you play with. <laughs> I don't know. I number them however you want. It doesn't make a difference to me. I mean, you've got to put eleven guys out there. They got to play well together. Whoever those eleven guys are. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Number one, number two, number one tackle, number two corner. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm confused about that. Now I don't know who that reporter I was. Think it there. was I think it was Mike Reese. Oh, is it Mike? It sounded like him. Okay, Mike. So um, here, here, he misspoke. No, 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 I don't think he misspoke. He just didn't enunciate. You got to enunciate when you're talking. If you, if you don't, you, if you don't say cornerback, it sounds like it quarterback. Sounds like quarterback. So first of all, well done for Mike Reese getting Bill to confirm Mac Jones is it's his number one quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good, right? Yeah, that was that's sure. a scoop. That's a yep. scooplet. Right. Yep. As it's sometimes referred to in political I mean, reporting, guys, it's scooplet. He's 85th on the NFL top 100. So um, <laughs> he's got the dog in him. So uh, if Mike Reese, if he really wanted to keep that bit going, which would have been fine for us. 
Number them however you wish. If Mike, if that's who it was, or any whoever actually asked that. Well, I have actually numbered them. I'd like to bounce these off. You. <laughs> Number one is, and just go down the entire list of cornerbacks down to five or six, and say, "What do you think?" Grade my work. It's just great. I actually did rank them one through six, Bill. Here they are, Thoughts? and here yes. they are. <laughs> that's how you got to go. Sort of, <laughs> sort of like the. Uh, the newlywed game, and here they are. Um, so that was great. Jeez. That's the press conference moment. Bill, was so con- Bill literally said, I'm confused. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. course if he thought I'm it was quarterback, quarterback exactly. for your defense, what do you, why do I need to I don't even know depth chart my quarterbacks? Right. And like, you know, who's your quarterback? That, that could have been a nice, you know, mini camp question from 2021, but that's kind of not uh, germane anymore. But the the one who's like, what do you what do you think of doing here in the next couple of days? What are you looking to do? <laughs> that is amazing. It's just like, what are you trying I, to accomplish? What? What are you just trying to ask? Do you, do you get points for asking questions? Because other than that, like you know, you spend the time. Well, we got some time together, but what do you what are you thinking of doing next? Yeah. Days? What's for lunch? What's for? <laughs> yeah, it's like asking what's somebody for lunch. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> What's it's, for lunch? It's like you're on vacation. Uh, what are you going to do the next couple of days? What's in the cafeteria? I'm going cap- to relax. Uh, you know Come seriously? You know what, we went to we went no, uh, what, are, what are you watching on streamer these days? <laughs> oh, Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you watch Yellowstone? <laughs> catching up on the Duttons? <laughs> Julian Edelman hey. in studio. I wouldn't miss it. I can't. I'll be here. Be yeah, I'll be right here. And hopefully you will be too. Coming up. I mean, I could ask some questions, but. What do you want to ask him? I'm not wearing them. What do you want to ask him? Sharp blue shirt. It's foot. The football question. Do we want to ask him football questions? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's on Inside the NFL. I don't know if he's coming back for year two, but he did that last year. Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying he's not equipped to ask, no, I'm just saying, answer like, football he questions. He did that as a job last season. Right. So, I guess the football question I'd want to know is what we talked about with Tom Curran yesterday. That the offense got so uh, complex mm-hmm. that only people like Edelman, who have a quarterback background, could succeed right off the bat at the wide receiver position. And they're now simplifying it, which is why they're going in a different direction with guys who haven't really coordinated offenses before. Called plays? Ever? Right? So, Like, what's the process? What, do you, what does he think the process is with Bill? Yeah. I also, like, I, that stuff kind of geeks me out, too. Like, the, the names of plays, you know, they're like 14 random words that have nothing to do with anything. Uh-huh. Like, I wonder if he could rattle some of those off. Really? That's what you want to add? Or do you want to just ask him what he wants to what he what he wants to accomplish over the next saying, two days? Uh, <laughs> Jules, Jules, the next two days. Next two days. What do you want to do? What are you looking to accomplish? What are you looking to accomplish over the next two days? Accomplish? By the way, the, he time framed it over two days, not three days. No, just two days. Just two days. Are they? What about today? Are they playing on it's Thursday? Kind of like what you, by the way, like, that's what, what you got to do. That's what you got to do with 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 kids, though. You got to box them in. You can't just say. Hey, that's this what is for the I week. tell Sarah gotta... all the time about Cage. Like she's rattling off all these things. Like, what do you want to eat? That is not a question you ask a child. You give them two options. Do you want A How or B? How much talking is he doing these days? Oh, he's oh really big talker. Can we ask him what he wants to accomplish over the next two days? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, what does answer be? I, I uh, probably a lot of he's into like the car. Like as we go to your house, he plays with the cars. Yeah, ramps, matchbook. jumps. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're into throwing the football around right uh, okay. now. Okay. Oh, so yeah. he wants to do that. Yep. What else would he want to accomplish over Maybe the next Maybe go swimming. Likes to go swimming. Uh, nap. Blowing off naps. Is he into blowing off naps now? He he blew off the nap on Saturday. Oh, that's a oh. But he went to bed at six and it was amazing. Blowing yeah. off a nap on a Saturday. That's got to blow a hole in your plan. Well, because I'm used to having that two to three hour. You gotta. You gotta. Mid afternoon. Of course, you're expecting just it. Like, 
Me time. Does Cage not understand that Daddy wants to sit down and watch the FedEx? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Peace and quiet. You know, yo, Cage, we're in a playoff. Can you leave me alone? Can we stop? (laughs) Yeah. Can you lay off a dad and take your nap? So, because Seth Strzok just pulling in the water. (laughs) 